This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, today I want to discuss a fascinating concept that has a lot to do with Simchat Torah that we just celebrated but it also has a lot to do with the next celebration that we're going to have, which is Chanukah, which is the next Chag. So we're in between Simchat Torah and Chanukah. So let's connect the two and find, I want to speak about a very interesting concept that we found on Simchat Torah and connect it to the concept of uh, Chanukah. So, <clears throat> let me start off with the following. There was a sefer called Torot Emet, written by Rabbi Rafael Birdugo from uh, the 1800s. And he wrote a sefer on the Shulchan Aruch. And in Orachaim Siman Shin Lametet, Yilchot Shabbat, he struggles with a minhag that he used to see people being very lenient on the second day of Yom Tov, of Simchat Torah, that is, that they would decorate the Batik Nesiyot, and they would be quite lax in Halacha. And he doesn't know why. Why? How could they be so lax on certain Minhagim? It seems to be they would hang up things, and they would, uh, they would do things that would be questionable according to Halacha. And he asks, is it a, he asks it as a question. How could one be a little bit more lenient and permissive on certain halachic situations on Simchat Torah, which is on the day that is a Yom Tov? That was his question. So interesting. I want to tell you that it's not only... Uh, what he saw them being lenient in decorating the Bet Knesset that people were being lenient on. But there are between five or ten other minhagim that many communities in Klal Yisrael do on Simchat Torah that are more lenient than normative halacha. I'll go through some of them quickly. and You'll be amazed by it. Number one, the Ran writes in Masechet Megillah, that Rav Haigaon would wonder, and he would be moche even, by those who took the Keter Torah, they would take the crown of the Torah, and put it on the Chatan's head, the Chatan Torah, when he would go up to the Sefer Torah. Imagine, they would take a crown that's used as the Keter Torah, and they would put it on the Chatan's head. And he, he asked, how can that be? It's, it's, it's there, miyuchad, for the, for the Torah. You can't use something that's specific for the Torah. But the Ran says that this is the Minhag, and the Shulchan Aruch brings us down in Siman Kufna Nundalid in Hilchot uh, 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 Sefer Torah that that's the minhag to put the Sefer Torah on, on, on the Chatan's head, and uh, and 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 it's like they they made a condition originally that they would use it that way, but it's it's a little bit of a breach in halacha, but that's what they would be done. Second example, the Maharik writes in Shoresh Tet he he lived in the time of the Bet Yosef that the minhag is to clap hands and to dance Simchat Torah, even though on Shabbat it's not acceptable to clap hands without doing a shinui, 
it's a questionable and misapkin yadain because you might come to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to fix things. Nevertheless, that was the minhag and says the marik because minhag mevatel halacha. The minhag over here trumps halacha, believe it or not. So that's another very interesting source. How could you, how could you violate halacha? A third source is that there were communities, specifically in Izmir in Turkey, that they would actually have goyim playing musical instruments. Yeah, believe it or not, the Mikhtam le David, Rav David Pardo writes for Simchat Torah, they would allow this. Rav Ovadi Yosef and Chazon Ovadia, Sukkot, Davtaf Nun Zayin says, it's not the Minag, can't do it nowadays. But, we can't deny that this was the custom in some places in Israel that they would, that they, that they, they would have instruments on Simchat Torah. The Prima Gadim writes in Simantaf Resh Samichtet, in Hilchot Simchat Torah, that you could call a child up for an aliyah on Simchat Torah, even in place of Kohen and Levi. Hmm? What's going on over here? You know, things that we don't do during the rest of the year. All of a sudden, Simchat Torah, we're more lenient. The Maril writes in Hilchot Yom Tov, that uh, the woman would take fruits from non-Jews. They would get fruits from the market in order to throw them, which seemed to be that there was a question in halacha because they would go into a store, it would look like they're doing business, was allowed. He allowed it. More shockingly, the Maril, once again, the Maril was a great Ashkenaz Puskim in the 1400s, writes in Ilchot Sukkah that there were children who go around and take uh, material from the Sukkah. They would, they, would, they would take the wood that was for the Sukkah and they would use it for, for the fire that they would burn on Simchat Torah. They would make bonfires on Simchat Torah. And he has all types of difficulties in halacha. How could you do that? A sukkah, you're not allowed to break in the middle of sukkah. It's muktzeh for those eight days. Uh, he, he, he has a hard time justifying it. But not only that, he says at the end of the day, that's what they do. And they would even, and he would tell the children, take from those people who are cheap and don't want to give from their wood, lichvodat Torah, just take from them without permission. Great education. <laughs> and he would allow it for simchat Torah. All these leniencies we see over and over again that would be, would be for Simchat Torah. You would say, Go take from those stingy people that don't want to share their wood for the kavod of, of the Torah. They would also light fires. The Mishnah Brewer writes that they would light fires, Torah, firecrackers, and he says they shouldn't do it, but, 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 but you don't just light a fire, Shalom uh, they We take out the Sefer Torah on the street, the Sefer writes that this is the Minhag, even though you don't usually carry a Sefer Torah out of its place. So there was many Minagim that we, have, we did on Simchat Torah. I counted over here eight of them. That, that, that we did on Simchat Torah was more lenient. How come? During the rest, look, Pesach, for example, we're very machmer. Very machmer on all types of things. Much more than the letter of the law. Simchat Torah, we're much more lenient. I wonder. You ever thought about it? You think fakir. You think the opposite. You have to be more machmir. You're accepting upon yourself the Torah. It's the alcohol. Wow. <laughs> so I'll tell you like this. I heard from a Talmud Chacham in Yerushalayim. His name is Rav Menashe Reisman. He said the following chidush. He said the following chidush, and it's a it's a beautiful chidush. I think that there might be another pshat. I think that uh, uh, why they were so lenient over here. But this is what he says. But the concept is very beautiful concept, and it and I think it could apply to Hanukkah as well. The Rambam writes in the laws of Korbanot, Maase Korbanot, Perik Dalid, Halacha Yud Dalid, Perik Bet Halacha Yud Dalid, I'm sorry, that when Bnei Israel inaugurated 
the Bet HaMikdash, they brought certain korbanot that weren't brought normally. They would bring korban chatat, even though there was not necessarily averot, and then they would burn them as an ola. The Magid Mishnah talks about it, he says, how can that be? And he says, eventually, when they're going to inaugurate the third Bet HaMikdash, they're going to be doing things that are not necessarily according to the letter of the law, and they're going to be considered as exceptions. And that's fine, because it's an exception. Believe it or not, when Shlomo HaMelech inaugurated the first Bet HaMikdash, he inaugurated it on Chet Tishrei. And, and they ate that year on Yom Kippur. Even though it's written. You're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur in the Torah. But nevertheless, he was lenient. The Gemara in Moed Katan, Daftet speaks about it. It was a special exception. Hora'at Sha'ahaita. It was a, it was a special exception that, that Ohra'a came from Shamaim, that they were able to do it. What's going on over here? We let all things loose when it comes to inauguration of the Bet HaMikdash. <coughs> so here, there's a beautiful principle that, that we could learn. And it's based on a Mishnah in Masechet Ta'anit. When we needed rain, so Choni uh, Magal went inside a circle and he said, I'm not leaving the circle, Hashem, until you answer me. So they, they wanted to, like, to put Choni Magal in, in Nidui. He says, and, and in the Mishnah it says, if you weren't Choni Magal, we would put you in Nidui. But what, would we, what are, what are we going to do? You're like a child who's sinning in front of his father, who's asking things in front of his father. When a child in front of his father does things, even though he's not supposed to do, the father sometimes is more lenient. When we have such a close relationship. During the time of the Chanukat, Beta Mizbeach, we're like children to Hashem. When Hashem says, I'll be more lenient, it's an expression of love. It's an expression of how, how much Hashem loves us. And that's the concept of Simchat Torah. That we are so close to Hashem that we rejuvenated our Kesher with Him. That we are accepting Hashem, uh, Hashem's Torah. And we are finishing Hashem's Torah. And we're happy in Hashem's Torah. Hashem said, you know what? Certain rules we're going to be a, a little bit more lenient on. And this is why we find that that, that, that certain minhagim on Simchat Torah were a little bit more lenient because we, that, we have that connection between us and Hashem. I think that the reason that the poskim give is because of Kavodah Torah, we're lenient. Mishum Kavodah Torah, we're lenient. But that fits very well with what we're saying. Because of Torah, we're lenient. Why specifically? Because it shows a certain love that Hashem says, you are celebrating my Torah, you have a relationship like a child, I'll be lax on certain details to show you my love, my expression of love towards you. Chanukah is a time, Chanu B'chafei, that we're inaugurating, the, it's a special inauguration of Korbanot, it's a special inauguration of Bet HaMikdash that we're celebrating. It's a time that Hashem loves us so much. It does not mean that we could be lenient on certain halachot, only in what the Chachamim spoke about, and specifically on Simchat Torah, we're allowed to be lenient on nothing else. And don't you dare come out of this year saying, well, I can be lenient on certain things when I know Hashem loves me. No! No, it's not going to work. That you're gonna, we'll send you to other temples for that. <laughs> but, but, but the love that we have with Hashem is an expression that Hashem is saying, I wanna, I, I wanna, I'll let you, uh, uh, deviate a little bit from the norm as an expression of love. Wherever Chachamim say. But we have to remember that Chanukah is a continuation of Simchat Torah. Just like on Simchat Torah, we are inaugurating a new beginning. 
on Chanukah as well, we're inaugurating a new beginning. And that is actually the connection between Simchat Torah and Chanukah. Chazaku Baruch. Very good. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.